Hello and welcome to Holistic Digital Living. I'm Jimena Santibanez. And in today's podcast, we're going to talk about whether or not we can have true, meaningful connection through social media. I am very, very uh, disturbed every now and then when I look at the youth, at teenagers, when they interact on their social media and with their devices. I want to share with you a little thing that happened to me a couple of months ago in Miami. Uh, I was visiting the city and I was taking public transportation to get places. And there was this kid, probably around 11 or 12, who was uh, probably getting home from school, from what I saw. And he was talking to a friend of his and they were using some sort of FaceTime or video call. And what struck me was that he was using the video app. I mean, he was you could see the face of his friend and he never once looked at the screen. Now, why is it so disturbing that he wasn't looking at the screen when he was doing a video call? Well, basically because it's not just that he's um, under using the tool. It's just they're not used to it. They do not understand the value of making eye contact. That's what's so disturbing, that our youth is just not understanding what true human connection is about. They're not learning it, and they're not getting it through devices, and they're not getting it from um, the TV shows that they watch or whatever it is that they're actually paying attention to. And that's disturbing. So the topic today is whether or not there can be human connection and true human interaction through social media. I believe there can be. I have witnessed it. I have really good friends and amazing connections that I've met through social media. And I know at first I was very, very scared about it. I am from a generation that was taught not to talk to strangers And here I was emailing with someone I had never met. So I was very cautious. I, I, I have to say that my generation's uh, tradition and education did pay off. Um, I was very cautious about the information I shared. I took things uh, slowly. I actually verified some connections that we had in common. I checked what my experience was being with the communication that we were having And I was very, very careful not to share any particulars at first when we were just getting to know each other. Um, I have since developed a couple of businesses online from meeting people online. Uh, I work with a lot of people throughout uh, Europe and the United States that I haven't met in person, but I, I have really good business relationships with them. But the key of this is... First off, being truthful, telling the truth about who you are without oversharing, like I said, having these um, cautious measures of not sharing bank account information, my address, um, too much about my family, too much about where I live, who I am, uh, when I'm barely getting to know someone. That is the first thing that you have to be very careful about. You can start getting to know them, start getting to uh, earn each other's trust, and then actually think about how much more you can share. It is very interesting because you could do a lot of this through Facebook, for example, 
and you can get to know people through groups that actually have some sort of a filter and some commonalities where you can actually find out who you're following and why, and you can interact with them before becoming friends on Facebook even. Um, just being part of a conversation and getting to know them there so that you can actually bring it to your personal spaces at a slower rate. I think that groups are really good for that. Um, another way in which you can um, relate with people without getting too personal and too um, intimate, it would be through forums and just uh, business pages. There are some themes and some communities that are um, out there and you can actually like pages and you can engage on pages, not necessarily groups. Those are not as uh, safe as groups but they can allow you to, to get to know people. The same thing happens, for example, when you're using Instagram or Twitter. You can start conversations without getting too deep or too personal and get to know people out there. So you can actually have a really, really good, deep conversation without getting into personal details. Um, so I definitely recommend that you engage in those, that you become truthful about what you have to say there. Um, and keep that at, at a safe distance at first so that you're not putting your, yourself out there with too much personal information, with something that could actually lead to identity theft or other things that are very, very disturbing. Now, the one thing that we need to teach younger generations when they're trying to engage through social media, here I had just mentioned before, um, what I'm saying is mostly for my generation, our way to connect is different. Younger generations are not used to connecting even in person. They don't talk to you looking at you at looking at your eyes. Uh, they don't look at you when they talk to you. They are doing 25 different things while they're talking to you. So the one thing that we need to teach them is to focus and be present, to actually talk to you when they're in a group, to actually be in the group and not checking their cell phone and not taking selfies or documenting every inch of the experience, that they can actually just be there and listen to the conversation and ask real questions and really bring something to it. That's the one thing that we need to teach them so that they, when they actually use a phone to carry out communication with other people, they will keep those values and translate them into digital devices because it's really not that different. You may change the formats, you may change the technology, but the basics of this have to stay there. It's like when you were younger and you were learning how to make a phone call before, obviously, caller ID, when you actually had to present yourself and who was calling and why you were calling. These sorts of things were our basics. Now the basics have to be, how do you communicate with another human being? You look at their eyes, you actually talk and look at their eyes to see what the reaction is, if there's a connection between what you're saying and what they're listening to. Eyes and eye expressions really do communicate a lot. They do say a lot about what we're doing and what we're thinking. And the second is to listen and really uh, kind of, absorb everything that's going on before you bring in your opinion. That's the other thing that's being really, really confusing and disturbing on social media. 
everybody wants to talk, but not everybody listens. And you can notice this when you're watching some video post or something like that. If you are very honest, and let's be very honest, when we're watching something like that, we probably watch five to 10 seconds and we already have an opinion about the whole thing. And we already want to either comment or disregard what we're watching without listening to the whole thing. And that's a problem. Our attention span is going really, really low and our need to communicate who we are and what we think is going really, really high. So we need to find a balance. We need to listen first. Remember that um, traditional phrase that we have two eyes, two ears, and one mouth? That is really the key here. Social media has the same rule. We have two eyes, two ears, so let's look and listen first, and then we communicate, even though we have two hands to type in this scenario. Um, but we do need to listen. We do need to make sure that we understand what's going on. Sometimes when I look through the comments in videos, I find that, that it's disturbing. You can actually like write a whole book with the other version of what very uh, different people are interpreting about what's going on in that video or that content. They didn't even bother. Not Let's not even go into uh, actually reading a whole text. That is even more disturbing. But let's just focus on videos and um, that visual content where you should get the same information for most of us, right? Uh, texts are more complicated because we can get interpretations of them. But audiovisual content that is pretty much set in what it means. And when you check the comments, they have no connection with what's actually going on. So this happens because we're totally missing this idea that we are communicating with uh, both your message and what the others are saying, you are trying, we are all really trying to get our voices heard to express ourselves, but we're not listening to what others have to say. So if we want to really have true human interaction and human connection and deep, meaningful uh, relationships going on online, then we really have to go back to this basic premise of listening and observing what's going on around us. And then from that, having an opinion and having a voice and having a really deep something to bring to the conversation. It's not just about uh, likes and shares and comments and popularity and all these things. It's about true human connection because remember, behind every device, behind every content, there is a human being. Even if it's just a human being that is programming or setting things up, there's a human being back there doing something. So there's soulful content everywhere. And we can reach out to it and we can interact with it and we can um, develop platforms and spaces where it's safe to talk about different topics. And from those spaces, we can get really, really good human connection and interaction. Obviously, there's the other side of it. You can have very simple, practical interactions like through Tinder or Grindr or all those things. But that is not, it's not the problem of the apps. It's not a problem of the platforms. It's not a problem that um, technology is doing things wrong. It's, where, it's really the fact that 
we are misusing technology. We are not bringing human values into our technology use. We're trying to, I don't know why we do this. We, we keep splitting our values and our personas from the real world to the digital world. And that cannot be, we're not two different people. We're the same person that is just developing uh, daily interactions online and offline but we're the same person. We cannot split that. We're not Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, though that may seem the case, uh, may seem to be the case with many of us. Um, but we really need to focus. We're one person and we're living offline and online and we are the same. We're the same values. We're the same knowledge. We're the same relevance and importance. And the thing is, Social media is opening a lot of doors that we may not have found in the past. So we really want to make the best out of it. Otherwise, what's going to happen is really just going to be over-regulation and a lot of attempts to make things different. And it's not probably going to be the best thing for all of us. We don't need that. We need to be way more aware about our own behavior and our role in what we do every day in our lives online and offline. We have to be responsible and we need to be aware. So I invite you to do this throughout this month. Try to find more meaningful contents and relationships online. Try to engage in deeper conversations with others. Try to learn more. Try to listen and watch carefully uh, what's going on around you before you say something, before you actually interact with the content. And like I say, this is Offline and online, it's really getting into the habit of it again and stepping aside from that quick response, that gut response that usually gets us into so much trouble. So if you have any comments, I would love to get them. I've gotten really good feedback from the past episodes. And now that we're Holistic Digital Life, I hope this is also uh, part of what we will keep receiving. My name is Jimena Santibanez and as always it's awesome to talk to you and to bring these messages to you and to get feedback from you is just divine so keep it coming and have a great month